There is something quite exceptional about this episode's guest. Simona de Silvestro has been breaking barriers ever since she began go-karting at the age of eight. Her talent and her passion have taken her from Formula Atlantic and IndyCar to Formula One and Formula E. In 2010, Simona was crowned Rookie of the Year at the legendary Indy 500. She is currently the reserve driver for the Tag Heuer Porsche Formula E team. We talked about Simona's early years, her unique experience across different racing formats, and her thoughts on the fast-evolving world of Formula E. I'm Thea van den Bruker. Welcome to The Edge, a podcast by Tag Heuer. We started the interview by asking Simona what it's like to be a woman entering the world of motorsport. Here's what she had to say. To be honest, for the longest time, like, you know, I just saw myself as a driver, you know, yeah, for sure I was a girl. And we were actually in Switzerland, it was quite funny. We were quite a few girls racing. We were like about five or six, between like the age of 10 till 15, we were quite a few driving, but for sure compared to the guys, no, it was definitely a less number. But I never like really thought about it. You know, to me, I just wanted to go go-karting and I wanted to win races and be fast. That was uh, always my thought. And I never thought that it, that I'm different. You know, at the end of the day, it's not a sport where, you know, like sprinting or something like that. There's differences in, you know, you, your body where you maybe cannot run that fast. And in racing, and it never really occurred to me. So I just kind of went there and, and wanted to, to be good. And for sure, you know, as time went on, I think you realize, you know, there's definitely less and less girls, you know, uh, in racing, it's really hard to kind of move through the ladder and, and go into the top series. And uh, I was really lucky to to reach a lot of uh, different series. But uh, yeah, I think that came more like later and in the sense more in the sense that what kind of an impact I could have, you know, uh, in inspiring young girls, because for me, I never thought about, you know, I just wanted to go racing and, you know, yeah, I was a girl, but it didn't to me it didn't matter. Yeah. I started actually pretty young, you know, my uh, dad has a car dealership in Switzerland, so I grew up around cars really, and um, and he was really passionate about F1 and things like that, so we always watched the races, and he used to say that uh, I was only quiet as a baby when like F1 was on TV or something like that, so I think I had the, kind of the racing bug pretty early, and uh, um, I was really lucky for my parents kind of to let me try, you know, anything I really wanted to try and he did a go-kart demonstration when I was like four at the dealership and I saw that and I was like oh I really really want to go driving and uh, I was too small so he, he took me on his knees and kept, we cruised around and I really enjoyed it but I was so sad that I couldn't drive by myself um, and uh, so I think I cried the whole day and I think it annoyed my dad quite a lot that day. So he said, okay, if you're a little bit taller, maybe you'll, you'll get a go-kart. So I kind of took that in and I was like, okay, every two months I would tell him, look, like I'm a bit taller uh, and stuff like that. And when I was seven, I kind of got my first go-kart. So that's how it kind of all started. I, I think I had this racing passion from my parents, but you know, I kind of, yeah, it was kind of right there from the beginning. Really, It's quite intimidating when you're going, you know, 380k into a corner and uh, and things like that and learning how to drive these cars on a novel and I think also the danger you know that comes with it uh, I think nowadays you know the cars are definitely much safer but in my career you know like I've lost like two teammates you know and so those are like kind of you know I, I think modern day racing it's something that doesn't really happen uh, that often so I think 
that that's quite hard and and that was a bit intimidating coming from Europe because you you know I never raced on oval and so, stuff like that and then you have street courses you have road courses so you have to be actually a pretty complete driver and physically as well you know I think um, they're the hardest cars to drive because you don't have power steering uh, the races are quite long they're almost two hours long so um it was uh, I think for me it's one of the most challenging series and uh, uh, but it's also one of the most fun because you know a lot of things can happen and uh, um, it's really competitive you know I love the competition so I think uh, I will always enjoy when I, when I get the opportunity to to go back I think as a racer we're really the year that uh, really shaped me the best was actually I think it was formula Atlantics, uh, I think it was in 2009 or something like that, where uh, I got actually I got in a team where um, I had two really good engineers and, and the team was, uh, they were really behind me, you know, and it was really the first time that kind of happened happened to me that, you know, I, I was, let's say, the lead driver in the team. I had uh, actually Frankie Muniz, who plays Malcolm in the middle. He was my teammate and he was racing. So, uh, yeah, we, we raced against each other for a few years in Formula BMW and then we ended up being teammates. And uh, he was actually quite good at, at driving. So we had this really good team in the sense and people behind me that, you know, really wanted me to succeed. And, uh, and I worked really hard throughout that year with my engineer and I really... I felt like I got the car that I needed and we were actually, I think, um, leading the championship until the, the last race uh, of uh, of the season. Uh, and unfortunately, I got taken out in, in Laguna Seca on the, in the last race and we finished third. But uh, I think that really, that was the first time with the right people around me and also it gave me really a lot of confidence in my ability and, and that really, I think, shaped a lot uh, throughout my career because I was able, you know, to go into IndyCar and have the confidence to to know that, you know, I can I can be really competitive doing this, yeah. We were not super good. I think we finished fifth or something like that. And then we went testing and we spent doing, we spent a day doing this figure eight track, which we never really do, you know, and we were just trying so many things. And then I just found the settings that I wanted and the engineer kind of understand what I wanted. And then all of a sudden we really clicked and we went to the next race, uh, I think it was Salt Lake City, and I think we had pole position by almost like half a second. You know, it was really a really big step and we dominated that weekend. So that was just, uh, that just showed me, you know, to, to find the, the engineer, getting to click, getting for him to understand what you need and me communicating to him what I need. It just clicked and that really made a huge, huge difference, yeah. Since that moment, I knew how, you know, I'm the type of driver that needs a specific car and I need to get there. You know, I'm, I'm not the type of driver who can just jump into something and be fast. It's just, you know, some people are lucky enough to, to be able to do that. But for me, it's a, I really need to work a lot to, to get to where I want. But once I have that, I can be, I'm really good. And uh, um, so, yeah, that really gave me this, this opportunity in sense, okay, that's what I'm looking for. And then I went to IndyCar. Uh, had a few good races and also there then I found another engineer you know we started working the same way together and uh, that's what happened in 2013 when we started being super competitive and we uh, we actually finished on the podium so uh, yeah it was something that I, I took from there but it took a little bit of time but then we found it again in, in 2013 in IndyCar. Well this whole American story you know as well 
I think in my career, you know, I I was driving Formula Renault in when was it in 2005, and um, here in Europe I did the Italian Championship, and then I didn't really have the money to stay in Europe, and I found like a sponsor in America through friends of you know kind of racing stories, you know, you need to go go find a bit of money, and uh, and I went there, and uh, it was I did Formula BMW, and it was really for one year. And then, uh, yeah, I ended up being eight years in the U.S., you know, and reaching IndyCar. So um, it was quite interesting that once I got there, you know, my career really started going and there was a lot of things happening. And in 2010, when I got to IndyCar, you know, it, uh, it is the, you know, for me, it's the second, you know, there's Formula One, there's Formula E and there's IndyCar. Those are the three series you want to be in in, uh, in, uh, in open wheels. So it was like really special to, to get there and, um I also did my first Indy 500, which, you know, I've, I'd heard a lot about this race. And um, being from Europe, you know, you kind of, okay, it, it must be pretty cool. And uh, when you walk out there, you know, and there's over 300,000 people there, it's uh, it's quite impressive, you know. And then um, you realize, okay, this race is pretty important. And uh, so that was really special, you know, and I won Rookie of the Year there. So um, it was, uh, yeah, that, that was definitely one of, one of the highlights. And also, I think the first race, we were quite quick uh, in Brazil. Um, so there was a lot, you know, a few steps that were really good. And uh, I think it was uh, just really cool to, to be in IndyCar and, uh, and kind of, you know, be in there for sure. You know, I was 17 when I went to the U.S. and... Uh, I don't know. For me, it w- for me, to be honest, it wasn't that difficult because it was kind of like if I want to keep racing, you know, that's what I need to do. I think for my parents, maybe it was a little bit more difficult because, you know, I was uh, I was still kind of I'd finished my normal school, but I was in the second year, and you know, I think especially in Switzerland, everywhere, you know, school is is an important thing, and um, and we just decided, okay, we'll go for a year and and see what happens, and then I ended up being there, so. I think those are things that shape, you know, for me, I was always super driven to go racing. And I think we see it throughout my career, you know, uh, it's always been about opportunities that popped up, you know, I ended up racing in Australia as well for three years. So because the opportunity came. So uh, I've always kind of been following the opportunity. And um, yeah, I think the I think the 2010s, I think the 2009 in, in Atlantics really shaped me the most. You know, I think that that year was just, I don't know, it just gave me the confidence that I knew I can be, you know, winning races and I can be really competitive. And going into that first IndyCar season, I just kind of backed that up. You know, I knew I could do it and I wasn't really afraid that it was bigger cars, you know, and I was at the top level of open wheel racing in the U.S. That didn't really faze me. You know, it was just, uh, I think it was just really cool to achieve that. And for me, I wanted to be, you know, competitive and and do that. And um and yeah, I think uh, so. It was cool to do that first year, and and then we had two years that were a bit more difficult. 2011, I had like a big crash at Indy, so um, I think that was uh, that. Those are all things that shaped me throughout throughout my career. But you know, I think uh, yeah, it makes my story a little bit more interesting, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Just a side note here: what Simona is referring to is the crash she suffered during the Indy 500 in 2011. Luckily, she walked away unscathed. She tells us how that moment shapes her career. You know, I think as a driver, you, you know, you kind of feel a bit invincible, to be honest. You know, I don't know, because we do this sport and, you know, we're driving, I don't know, really fast next to walls. You, you know, there's, a, you know, there's a danger aspect for sure because you are driving so fast, but you're not really aware of it, you know, and um, 
and the 2011 crash it was like had a suspension failure going like i think 370 k's an hour and flipped and caught on fire so and and i actually couldn't get out of the car so uh it was like really hard and and then you know they came with the fire extinguisher and kind of woke me up and i got out of it and i actually got out of the car and i was like i'm never driving a race car anymore so that was the first time that feeling happened to me that i was like nah i'm done uh and then um actually my parents were flying over that day and so my dad has always been kind of the the person who pushed it my mom was always a bit like the more not scared but you know she was a bit more respectful to it then and, and they showed up at the hospital i had like pretty bad burns on on my hands and uh, um and then my mom said oh but you know maybe you should should try it again because i was like i'm not getting back in the car and then because she said it i was like you know what maybe i need to try it and uh on saturday i went out uh still you know with my burns and qualified the car for the Indy 500 so and i told myself look if you go out and i'm scared you know i know that's i shouldn't do it you know but then i can also close that chapter and move on or if I still have a smile, you know, and I still enjoy it, you know, I need to push through it. And and I went out and qualified the car and for sure it was not easy. It was just a lot of like commitment, you know, to, to go over and, and, and getting it done. But uh, at the end, you know, I still had a smile on my face. So I knew I, I needed to, to work through this. And uh, for sure, I think it took, you know, it took a few months, you know, to feel comfortable again. And I think also because it was something that broke on the car that's sometimes a bit harder to to get over because it's not something, you know, when you do a mistake, I think it's a little bit easier because you tell yourself, okay, don't, don't do that again. So it took a, t- a little bit of time and, um, and, and yeah, it, it was, a, it was pretty difficult. And I think that year as well, yeah, one driver like got killed in, in Vegas. So it was, I think just, a lot of things happening and for sure I think they're not easy things especially in nowadays you know because you never get across these things really so um, yeah it's not super easy but you know we, we're racers and I love doing the sport so you you kind of go through it and uh, and you know I'm glad glad I did and you know we're still racing so I think you know it was the right for me it was the right thing to do to push through it. I think if you do a sport, the competitiveness is, is important. You know, you you want to win. But for sure, I think in racing, it's for me, it's really, you know, when when you go out and you push like this machine on the limit, you know, as a human being, I think it's super, it's really special, you know. And uh, even, you know, when you do a perfect qualifying lap, you know, where you know, you know, you really extracted everything out of it. Um, I think it's so rewarding. Um, so, so for me, it's that. But for sure, you know, the competitive when you're racing, you're racing against people and you're fighting, and uh, that's really important as well. But yeah, I think driving is, you know, when you go so fast and you just, yeah, moving this machine. I think it's quite cool. Yeah, it's quite a cool feeling. <laughs> I think, especially in racing, you know, not just the driving part. You know, the, I think as a career, it's. It's never straightforward, you know. I think you have a lot of goals. You know, when I when I was younger, you know, Formula One was always my goal. When you know, I did my IndyCar, and then I thought I had the opportunity to go to F1, and I tried that, and then unfortunately it didn't happen, you know, because of circumstances that were really out of my control. So that was a hard moment because you know you work so hard towards a goal, and all of a sudden you don't really see where you're going and then you find different things you know now you know I I love when I get the opportunity and go to win races but I think those are hard like difficult moments because 
it's never straightforward, but I think it's like anything in life, you know, sometimes, uh, yeah, you know, you, you sometimes you need to accept it and kind of wait and, and something else happens. But uh, yeah, I've been pretty lucky, you know, to, to be racing a lot of different cars. And uh, uh, so that's, that's pretty cool. But for sure, you know, if I would have stayed in one series, maybe my results would be also much better and much greater. But um, yeah, sometimes that's how life is and, uh, and you go where the opportunity is. Yeah. Do you think Formula E is the future of motorsport? Does it have a bright future? Yeah, I, well, I think so. You know, I think uh, if, if, to be honest, you know, if I look back 15 years ago, I never thought we would go racing electric, you know. It didn't cross my mind and not a lot of people around us. So uh, uh, I remember when I drove in, in season two, it was, I don't know, I think a lot of people were skeptical with it because it was so different and, 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 and so new and... Um, and and now we are you know in season season eight and it's the cars have evolved so much you know in in the last eight years so that's cool to see and I think as a driver as well to be involved in this process I think it's quite special you know if you look back at 40 years you know what Formula One has done like for safety and things like that I think Formula E is really you know doing a lot for what is happening in the future and as a driver it's it's cool because you kind of can say, you know, you're part of this and hopefully, you know, in 30, 40 years, I'll be looking back and be like, yeah, you know, like we, we developed all these, these, you know, these cars that we're driving around. So I think there's a, a huge potential now, you know, there's all these other series, you know, I don't think they're going to go away either, but, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, it's great to have a championship to showcase that, you know, electric mobility can be cool, can be fast. And, uh, uh, and I think that's, yeah, I think it's cool to be involved in it. Do you get a sense that motorsport is becoming more inclusive? Well, I think there's more and more, like when you look at smaller categories, there's more and more girls, I think, being involved. And uh, I think that's that's important, you know, as well as on the engineering side, on the mechanic side, I think there's more girls doing it. But for sure, I think it's still missing, you know, at a really high level, somebody that, a female driver that has been really successful, you know. And uh, for me, I've been lucky to have success in IndyCar, uh, now with Porsche as well, you know, they, there's a lot of things going on, but it's still, I think there's still one more step, you know, I, I feel like one of us, or like, especially in my career, you know, I want to be in the right car at the right time and in a really top series, that, because I think I can show that I can fight for a championship. And uh, that's still something that I'm fighting for. And hopefully I'll get there and hopefully that will change a lot of perspective, I think, in the sport as well. Yeah. The Gen 3 Formula E car is a game changer. Have you driven it yet? Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what makes Gen 3 so unique? Like, well, the, from Gen 1 to the Gen 2 was already a huge step. Uh, you know, the Gen 2 feels like a, a race car. The Gen 1 felt not so much as a race car. It was, it was quite difficult to drive. And this one was really a race car. And also all the things you can do, you know, with the electric motor, it's it's so different. You know, as a driver, you need to think about so many more things because you can, there's so much more potential to do. And uh, now Gen 3 is going to come out, which is also a huge step forward. So um, it's really like special to see all this, uh, these, these things that are happening. And, um, and yeah, I think, uh, I think the cars, you know, get faster. And, uh, and, and, and I think it's, uh, it's really good to see that. <laughs> Did you get to give a lot of feedback and help shape the Gen 3 car? Yeah, we do. Like, you know, I think uh, especially, you know, in a series like Formula E or like IndyCar, you, you you know, because everyone has the same chassis and it's kind of similar. It's really, I think, the difference then is how you get to get the car, how you want it to drive, you know, for 
fitting for your driving style. And in the Formula E car, because of the electric motor, you have so many settings that you can try. So it's really important to communicate with your engineer to get to that point. And, um, and I think that's actually really the most important part in Formula E. If you get that right, you know, you're most likely going to be going to be starting up front and, and be competitive. And, and that's a really important aspect of it. Is Formula One still the place to be? Or would you say that Formula E or even endurance races are equally attractive to drivers? Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, any racing series is challenging. I think, you know, the, the Formula One thing, because it has so much history and and. I think when you're young, you know, you kind of look up to that. You know, I think it's normal. And uh, uh, but you know, yeah, I think even now, you know, I get to drive like really cool cars. You know, even with Porsches, there's so many cool opportunities and things like that. So you also learn to appreciate that. Uh, but I think you know, I think when you you know, it's important to have one goal where you want to be, and then you see where where the journey takes you. But uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of cool cool race cars out there. What's your experience working with the Tag Heuer Porsche Formula E team? It was really cool to to sign, you know, as a factory driver, uh, especially for Porsche. You know, I think as a driver, when you want to drive for a manufacturer, it's definitely one that is on the on top of the list, and um, it's really cool. You know, even with my teammates, you know, with, with Pascal and Andre, they've done quite a lot in their racing career as well, and uh, and just to kind of learn from them and, you know, like spend time with them, I think it's 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 pretty cool. So uh, you learn a lot, you know, and everyone has their journey, you know, I think Andre, you know, spent a lot of time in Japan before, so it's kind of funny that to hear the story from each other, you know, how to get there, and here we are, you know, in this one family now at Porsche, so I think uh, it's, it's, it's pretty special, yeah. Did you know anyone from the team before this? I knew who they were, but I never really spent time. So, you know, when you come to a new team, you always get to meet new people and, and stuff like that. And, and they're, two re- they're really different characters, but, you know, I think uh, uh, they all work really well together, yeah. Simona De Silvestro, thank you so much for joining us on The Edge. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Edge. If you'd like to hear more about Formula E, check out our very special episode with Simona's fellow drivers, André Lotterer and Jean-Éric Verne. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave us five stars. It does make a difference. Thank you so much to Simona de Silvestro for joining us. I'm your host, Theo van den Brucke, and I'll be back next month with another episode of The Edge, a podcast by Tag Heuer. See you soon.